Movies. We all love them. Chances are you've met someone that likes movies. The communal aspect of movies is something everyone can get behind. But while we all love movies, we don't love the same movies. We can agree for the most part what objectively makes a movie good. But what about the movies that you love that aren't very good? The movies that failed at the box office? The movies that were critically savaged? It's time to throw your support behind those black sheep. It's time to tell me, why do you like it? My guests today, plural, are here to discuss and defend the 1993 Arnold Schwarzenegger action comedy deconstruction of the genre Last Action Hero. And they are Ralph Mangino and Nick Rice. Gentlemen, how are you? Oh, hey, good. Hey, good. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Good Good to hear that you're both good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you got there? Beverage? Yeah, it's a uh, little bit of alcohol, you know. Oh boy, oh it's boy. a Saturday night. It's a Saturday night. Indeed, it is. This is the middle of a two-week vacation for me, so I don't know what night it is. Uh, so you know, we're just as you as you shouldn't know. Going fast fucking, and loose here. Yeah, I've never done vacation. this in my life. I've never done this in my life. It feels insane. Not even as a child. No, no, no. Was working. Was constantly working at the factory. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, Ralph, Ralph, you brought this movie to our attention again. And well, not that you guys forgot about this movie, but I will tell you, I forgot about this movie. I knew Um, it was a movie. I will say that I knew it was a movie, but holy shit. I had not seen it since I guess when I rented it as a uh, teenager and holy hell, what a fantastic film. I, uh, this one I watched uh, quite a bit, so it did stick Mm -hmm. in my brain, but I would also say I did forget about it over time. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a sleeper anyway, but yeah, I mean, I did the same thing you did. I rented it from a local, we have a grocery chain in Michigan called Meyer and they, you, they, for like a year they rented videotapes and I guess they just fucking, they sucked. They were all shitty videotapes, I guess. (laughs) This and, one, uh, go ahead. Well, nothing. This I had nothing else. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you didn't. All right. Well, this is going to be, I can tell this is going to be a disaster because, um, you know, personally, I can't stand uh, when Ralph is talking. So I have to, you know, prevent myself from interrupting him. You know, just, I, I don't want to hear his voice, but anyway. Yeah. So do you me, want me to, do you want me to cut his mic? Yes. When yeah, he's you, talking, but just you for you? That. Yeah. Okay. If you, if you All right. Do that, yeah. Okay. Um, because that way I'll just come in naturally without worrying about whether or not I'm, you know, stepping all over him. Um, and, and then he'll just stop. 
I can know. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. You're not really worried about it anyway. So, you know, no, no. I'll just I'll, I'll go ahead and cut his mic while you're talking and while he's talking, but just for you, but just so I can hear him. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with all of this. So anyway, uh, what I was going to say <laughs> is that um, I think I saw this movie deliberately in the theater. I think that I went to see it because this would have been when I was like 11. And I think um, at that time I was you know, sort of like totally into Schwarzenegger and this and like, you know, I think that it was intentional and I think I loved it when I saw it. And I don't think there was ever a time between then and now that I didn't love this movie. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, the notion that it like wasn't well received or, you know, somehow didn't count as a success. Uh, I thought that Mm -hmm. was totally nuts because I think there's nothing bad about this movie. I think it's like, just awesome, you know, like it, not in like a, you know, um, sort of, I don't know, cynical, like sarcastic kind of way. It's just an awesome movie. No, it's a genuinely, yeah, it's genuinely great. Yeah. And there's so much about it. That's just like immediately right off the bat opening 30 minutes of the movie, just so much, so much greatness already. Just uh, great lines. I like that. Um, Schwarzenegger is already just like poking holes in his image of the just <laughs> walking the when when they introduce him and he walks up and he kicks the cock in the nuts and he just the cop just fucking shoots up in the air. <laughs> well, when, he, when he enters in Jack Slater four and he's stepping on the top of police vehicles the whole way. There's no reason for him to be walking over police vehicles at that moment. And then he steps down and they hand him a radio and it's like the lieutenant governor. Oh, that's right. Call me when, Call the, me governor. when it's the governor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then he crushes, disintegrates, disintegrates the walkie talk. Yeah. He well, he's, he's Arnie. But that friggin' Alice in Chains riff, like, you know, right away, the movie starts mm-hmm. up with just this badass. And you're like, oh, shit, that's Alice in Chains. Like, it's just so, it's awesome. Right. And in that moment, when I rewatched it this last time, I was like, wait a minute. Okay. The main thing about this movie that I think is so good is that it's a send up, right? It's supposed to be like kind of like satirical mm-hmm. and funny. But yeah. even in the sort of like goofy satirical sort of side, it's just awesome. Like it's just so cool, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. it's over the top because it's supposed to be, but right. it's so good. It's like badass and like <laughs> it's just cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. It works on yeah, it works on multiple levels, I think. I think it's just a it's a good action movie. Yeah. I mean, yes, it is over the top, but it is a good action movie. Like that first um the chase scene where the kid gets uh, you know, transported into the movie. Yeah. And the guy the guys in the truck are Drive by him throwing sticks of dynamite. It's just yeah. That's <laughs> my wife was on the couch next to me trying to sleep while I yak about how good this movie is, <laughs> and she and I'm I, she had never seen it, so I was just kind of explaining why the hell would we even be watching this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So I'm having to say out loud 
okay, so these guys are in a pickup truck and he's in a and he's in a convertible and they have a torch in the back that's constantly running and they're taking bundles of dynamite and, and lighting <laughs> them and then tossing them at his car. It's <laughs> shooting them back. She's shooting the dynamite back. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's spinning through the air and then he shoots it and it spins the other direction and flies away. That is that is so good. And he's it's behind him, right? So he's in his convertible. Right. And he's, yeah. yeah. That's so good. But I have a, uh, I have to tell you something weird. That scene when he shows up in the back of the car and he, he's looking up and he sees the palm trees and stuff. Um, I, I thought that was my memory. (laughs) Yeah. So, and it might still be, um, I'm not sure. I thought that I experienced that. Um, I have like a, I guess when I saw this movie originally, I was of an age where like reality and, you know, television were sort of like not necessarily different. So I, I think maybe I absorbed that, like that shot, that perspective shot, that, that POV shot where he's like looking up. Yeah. And I, I, I assumed that that was me and that I had an experience where I was lying in the back of a car. So here's, here's what happened. I was, I was, uh, in my bedroom. Um, this was back when I was younger, um, you know, living at my parents' house and I, something, I fell asleep in a weird way where this is real, where one of my eyes was open and the other one was closed. So I started dreaming and my dream was like a bizarre half and half thing where half of what I was seeing was like the chair that was in my bedroom. And the other half was that perspective looking up from the back seat of that car, seeing those palm trees. So uh, mm-hmm. that was me. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, so, yeah, so we have uh, Nick just saying that he managed to put his own consciousness on this film. Yes. And, yeah, and we have him to thank for it. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, I, I thought that was worth mentioning. I, you know, it's I did it, so, you know. <laughs> are you going to say that you had, like, a lot to do with this movie in general? Is that, like, is that what you're slowly getting at? No, 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 but I did that thought. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Fantastic. But, Fantastic. Okay, but yeah. the reason I'm saying this is because when I rewatched this, right as that scene was approaching, I started to remember it. And I was like, wait a minute. He's going to, he goes into the, wait, does he? And then he like goes in the back of the car and looks up. And I was like, but that's my memory. And it like, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, I, I had to, it was a weird experience. Wonderful palm trees. That's it. That's what happened to me. <laughs> yeah, so th- I, that is a beautiful shot, though. It is. Yeah, it really is. Right? Yeah. Uh, ch- uh, it does bring back memories of my own childhood of just being in a back seat and fucking around and laying on the floor. You know, in California. In, yeah, nah, I've never been there. Oh. Really. <laughs> so, but that's awesome too because you know that's one thing that I think is that this movie really has going for it is that you get both the like dark, dingy, gritty New York, like freaky, scary, sort of like early nineties, everything is really dark Mm -hmm. situation. And then you also get the, you know, um, 
Los Angeles sort of like bright Beverly Hills kind of, um, I don't know, like almost refreshing side of it. It's just such a cool thing that they put this together, you know, to have this like dichotomy there. It's just, it really is awesome. Well, speaking of the uh, dark, like New York part, Ralph, you were actually mentioned that uh, the scene right before he goes to the movie theater uh, late at night when he opens up his uh, apartment door. Yeah. He felt like genuinely frightening. And it was generally it it fits generally in, in just with the whole theme of the, the movie being, um, they have to establish that his his actual life is absolute hell, and I think they do a really good job of just depicting like this child lives in hell at all mm-hmm. times, and um, like you know they establish that his father died of cancer, and his and his mom uh, works all the time, and he goes to the movies to cope or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just that that one scene where um, he can you guys hear that? Yeah. Is that okay? Should I continue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're good. The car alarm. Okay. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> I thought. He, uh, like, can you hear me talking? Like, can you guys hear me? <laughs> Am I loud enough? Should I talk loud? Can you hear that? Can you hear the way I'm talking? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 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 You guys, you guys are talking while I'm talking. Can you hear me? <laughs> it, it sucks that we just broke that like really serious moment with, <laughs> because that moment is definitely, definitely very realistically freaky. I yeah. can always, I can always bring us back down again. It's really not an issue for me in my life. <laughs> so, in his apartment, though, he's it's just dingy and and just. You know, he lives in he lives in the version of New York that's from like the Warriors or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, so he's he he's leaving his uh, or what? Yeah, he's leaving to go to the movie to see Jack Slater for, mm-hmm. and he opens the door for a second and sees somebody walk by, and then he closes the door again. He's like, mm. and then he opens up the door just a crack, and they just bounce in there. Yeah. And push him against the wall and pull a switchblade on him and rob him. But they make him handcuff himself to the to the um the sink. Yeah. Before that happens, he's like, Hey kid, I can see that you want to stab me. So like here's the knife. Yeah. Go ahead and stab me. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's really and messed he, up. And he's yeah. crying, he's got tears in his eyes. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, this is the most realistic depiction of like what this would be that I've personally seen in a movie. And the, the thing is too, he's not yelling or like screaming. He's just resigned yeah. to it. He's like, Oh, this is the life that I have and it sucks. And there's a huge risk that there's a person right outside my door. Who's going to, you know, invade my home and like rob yeah. me. But you know, that's, and that's like, life in the city. He knew uh, when he opened the door, this is a danger. Like what I just saw could hurt me. And he also must have made the calculation. Like, I really want to see this movie. So I'm going to risk it. And then it, yeah. But uh, I always thought like when I watch horror movies, sometimes I'm like, shit, if they just made it like no music, just like actually show what violence is like a thousand times scarier than whatever a horror movie. Yeah. Super real. Yeah. Yeah. Super real danger. Yeah. But we get it in this in a action movie send up. Yeah, in a yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing about this movie is that well, one of the things is that I think 
this it's like this movie could have been packaged in a different way and it would be a totally different movie if they did a little bit more in the real world side it would be a very different movie like it could be a like if it wasn't schwarzenegger or something Mm -hmm. oh yeah i feel like it would be a very sort of almost sci-fi drama kind of movie you know because it it really is and it's it's really made that way too i mean it's like it's not poorly made it's like you know that scene leading up to the the point where he goes to leave the apartment you know he's like waiting for it to be late enough to make sense for him to leave and you get that Mm -hmm. feeling you're like well i i've had that feeling like waiting in anticipation for like this thing that i'm gonna go do and i keep looking at the clock and it's like oh i should go i want to go to this you know i want to do this thing you get that sense and then of course like he leaves the apartment and gets totally like, you know, <laughs> screwed up by this thief. But I don't know. I mean, like the, the, that scene and that aspect of the movie, that side of the movie is super real and like, um, pretty well done. The, well, it's the, gen- I mean, it's genuinely interesting. Like, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, uh, casting is like genuinely like the thing, keeping it, lighthearted yeah 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 <laughs> it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy that that's that's what is keeping this movie lighthearted yeah is you genuinely think like if it was another i guess mid-90s action star i mean even bruce willis like casting yeah. this role would have made it like a little more kind of serious I, yeah I, I thought about that a lot you know during this viewing who else could have played that role and made it a different no, movie no one because even Stallone, who probably the closest to his level of like ridiculous action fame, he still had first blood in mm. like a yeah, real yeah, yeah. serious action movie. And it's like, I, I don't really think Arnold did that. Like Arnold was fine with being a cartoon. Well, and that's the point, right? They made the movie like that intentionally. I I, I agree with you. I think, you know, he's perfect casting for yeah, what they yeah. wanted to make. But if they had cast it differently, it would have been a totally different movie. Like if they if they had cast it with somebody who was an action star but wasn't, an, you know, it's like the Birdman thing, right? Like, you know, Michael Keaton plays Birdman in that movie and he's supposed to be this like washed up ex superhero actor. And Michael Keaton is that guy. So like, Mm. you know, you have that, you, you buy it right away. This movie is like that too, right? Schwarzenegger is like part of it. And the crazy thing about it is when it shows the credits for the opening of, um, the, the Jack Slater four, whatever, whichever one he goes to, I think it's four. He goes to see, it says Arnold Schwarzenegger, in the beginning yeah. of that, right? Yeah. It doesn't say Bridget Wilson. So she no, Bridget no. Wilson yeah. character has two names, like her yeah. her like real life actress name, or I guess actor name, and then her character name. Mm-hmm. You know, but Schwarzenegger yeah. Yeah. is Schwarzenegger in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was it was her first movie too, apparently. Oh, her was first, it? Like, feature movie. Really? Yeah. They they Before easily could have been like Right. They could have said, this is Bridget Wilson instead of Meredith Caprice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Uh, Meredith Caprice. (laughs) Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. Yeah, he he has to be this this character. It just doesn't even work, I don't feel like, unless it's Arnold. Um, I don't think so either. I don't think think the tone that they were obviously going for would have worked at all with anybody else to this day. He's, he's that guy. He is the action guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's everyone. Everyone else is at least vaguely interested in being taken more seriously. Mm -hmm. And 
Arnold is kind of interested in being taken more seriously, but I think he likes money more. <laughs> yeah, but he, all of his pursuits, he just stopped. It, it reaches the point where it's like, am I going to lose money if I do it this way, though? And then he says, no. But the cool thing is that like he can do that in this movie and it's not goofy because it's supposed to be, you know, it's totally meta, right? Like that's the idea. But, you know, that's another really awesome thing about this. And I, I think it took me, you know, after I watched it this time, I realized that one of the reasons that I think it's so well done is because, you know, McTiernan and, um, you know, um, Shane Black and like all these people, these action people, they made all these movies, all the diehard movies and stuff. And those movies, they have some very serious themes and very serious things that happen, but it's broken up with really over the top action that just doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense in this movie. It's almost as if they were like, you know, that action really kind of pulls away from the drama because it like kind of, you know, it's just unbelievable. But in, in Last Action Hero, they they it's like they split it up. They were like, all right, well, let's have the action, but let's put it in a context of, you know, this is fake. We know it's fake. So let's just go nuts with it, you know? So like yeah. you get all this awesome action and you don't, it, it doesn't bother you because it's supposed to be fake, you know? Right. It, well, it's so overblown. It's like his, his initial um like the first scene in i think jack slater four is he's delivering groceries to his second cousin <laughs> right we all right. know you're jack slater's and they, second cousin. They, and they happen to be the cops happen to be coming up at this moment that he's getting there it's like wonderful and <laughs> this is another thing that i explained to katie before she fell asleep and probably very thankfully fell asleep so she didn't have to hear me talk about this anymore it's so it's such a ridiculous movie within a movie that they're making that the time bomb that goes off in the house is initiated I love it when he takes Only cards he takes cards out of an envelope <laughs> and flips a card and it says 5 and then flips it it says 4 flips it again it says like there's so many awesome things like that. Flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, you know, I wonder if we're going to talk about this and, like, you know, just stop, just stop flipping the cards. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, the question is: is it just timing, or is he actually doing it? That's the thing. Yeah, like, that's he, yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't matter, and that's what's great. Like you, you just it enters your brain. That's five, four, three. It doesn't matter how the information gets there. Yeah, that's I love. But as a child, I thought that was weird, but I also didn't question it that much. <laughs> right, right. Or like I've seen five, four, three, two, one before. I know no, what's that, that coming. Happen. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. That can that can happen. Yeah. Well, it's also like the kid. The kid. He doesn't question. He's even like, um, uh, it. he's okay. Minor, minor injury. Both oh, yeah. cops dead. Both cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when the one cop is in the tree, two days yeah, retirement. retirement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so good. There's so many awesome um, references to Lethal Weapon and stuff. You know, the David Sanborn uh, saxophone stuff. Like, you know, all that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, The movie is just so... I, it's perfect. You know, it's just so cool. Like, the way that they sort of made fun of themselves, but not really. Like, it's, it's not really making fun. It's just kind of like, 
almost tributing like i don't know it's yeah yeah too yeah i i agree with that and like well especially like you look at some of the casting like the cast is kind of insane yeah like yeah. anthony quinn uh yeah. charles dance uh charles dance yeah uh, tom noonan is the yeah uh, and then all, like the um cameos all the little cameos. oh god yeah yeah <laughs> freaking robert patrick just strolling out of the police station <laughs> sharing stuff <laughs> but it's like yeah it's such a it's like the, in the way he stops and looks at it, both of them, like, is do they know that these are movie characters or are they also characters yeah. in this world of yeah. the movie I have found myself in? It's fucking, yeah. <laughs> so Charles Dance, that's that's the other thing too, right? Uh-huh. Like that guy is Go just on. the best. Continue. He's just the best. Please go on. He's the best. Okay. No, he was supposed to and be he's still the show. <laughs> he's supposed to be Alan Rickman, though, right? <laughs> True. I, I read that in the trivia. It should be really in there. Yeah. Is, really? Is, he was supposed yeah. to play. Okay, I could totally see that. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think Tr- Charles Dance though was Alan Rickman amazing. would have been Alan Rickman the whole time, and and right. um, we would have been thinking of Die Hard, but. Charles Dance played it well without being a face that you're like, yeah, already, um, you've already married it to another movie, you know? Well, that's the thing. This was definitely my first Charles Dance situation. And I was like, who is that guy? That dude is scary. He's like smart and he's a badass and he has that cool gun that's like unnecessarily long. And, and they, you know, they said that they, they, there were certain shots where like in it was like a goof that was on purpose where like hit the barrel would be longer when you went back to it. <laughs> just, like it would be an extended barrel yeah. and then you go back and it'd be a shorter barrel. And it's like, yeah. just to be jerks about how badly these movies are made. And his glass, and his glass eye bulls, the bullseye glass eye. Oh, so good. Bomb. There's a bomb in an eye and it's a large <laughs> enough bomb to blow up a house. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's the size of like an M80 and it explodes a house. <laughs> oh God. So, so good. And uh, he wears it I, in his head. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He he just wears it in his head, but doesn't. It's it's inconsequential until it's needed. <laughs> the I would say the only thing about this movie that I maybe um, it is long. Yeah, I think I think every minute. I honestly don't know what I would cut. Yeah, if yeah. I was making this movie, but I did actually. I was genuinely surprised. It's like two hours and five minutes, and I feel like that's like you know Terminator Two length. Of uh, as far as like Schwarzenegger action movies go, yeah. it's like genuinely one of his longer movies. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently, it was being filmed until like a week before it came out. <laughs> Holy shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. So they couldn't edit the way that they wanted to, and they had a bad like test screening. Um. So I think that probably sent them back for more filming, and then they see. But that kind of makes sense though, because you know, like. Uh, like I was saying earlier, like I honestly, I didn't get the tone at all. I was just like, I don't really understand. This is not a, <laughs> this is not yeah. the Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies that I'm used to seeing. Yeah, exactly. So I can kind of see that. I don't agree with it now, obviously in retrospect, but I yeah, kind of see why it would have. It must have been a really hard movie to market. Like if you think yeah. about, you mm-hmm. know, how do you, how do you advertise or even make a trailer for that movie? Yeah. You know, 
Uh, yeah, that's it's weird, and I, I I only vaguely remember seeing any kind of advertisements for it, and just knowing that it was a Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie. So it was like, all right, I'll go. Yeah. Well, it's also like I mean, you could call it a send up of an action movie, but it's also like even it's more meta than that. Like it's not just a send up of action movies because that would have been like Loaded Weapon One. <laughs> no. <been>. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah, but this is more meta about like escapism and and stuff like that. But even when I, no matter which path I go down with what does this movie mean and what does it represent, it is always undercut by the movie itself. Mm -hmm. So I don't really like, um, it's not fully about escapism because there's magic in real life, which causes it to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I first heard about this movie. I again, there was no very little advertising. I think so. I heard about it from my cousin, who told me that there was a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, where a kid goes into the movie using a golden ticket. And I went, "Are you a fucking idiot?" Because that doesn't exist. <laughs> There's like it sounds so stupid to to hear that. <laughs> I mean, imagine never hearing anything about this movie. No, 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 like a golden ticket. Are you talking about Willy Wonka? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But they also have like Houdini being the person who gets this ticket, and Houdini is not that dude. Yeah, it's so weird how like they tied that into it. So that's that's I would say probably the part of the movie that's like seems the least resolved. Like it almost seems as though they had the entire idea for the rest of the movie that it was like this, this sort of like this kid goes into the movie. Right. And that's good. Like that's, that's a good start. And then they, they got to a point where they decided that they had to explain how it happened. So they, you know, like made this Houdini golden ticket thing. And that's like, I guess that in and of itself is kind of like a a trope that, um, you know, gets a pass because the movie is about, you know, those tropes. Right. So yeah, they can like get away with it. But I I do think that it's, it's sort of like, um, unfortunate, you know what I mean? Um, it, it does lend itself to some cool moments. Like when, um, Benedict, um, actually breaks the fourth wall, like for For the fourth, you know, for the first time where he like reaches through it and you're like, Oh yeah, crazy. And then, you know, there's that moment, and I remember, I actually just saw this on the IMDb thing, but I remember trying to kind of keep track of the time. It was uh, like an hour and 22 minutes in when he shoots Vivaldi and then he faces the camera and starts talking to the camera. And mm-hmm. it's like the first time that he really does that. And the cool thing about that scene is the cameras track him through the house and you can see the cameraman in the reflection in the window. And it's like, um, it's, it's there and it's like a goof, but it's not a goof. It's like, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Like I, I thought I went back and watched it a couple of times. I was like, that's, you know, did they do that on purpose? Because it's kind of, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly there is a goof in every shot. Like not really? every shot, but every scene, there's something that's like that. Um, just to kind of poke a hole in the in the whole thing. Oh, and um, 
Yeah, I I actually like the since I'm an adult now, I really think Benedict is like cool as hell, and like not not like I'd want to hang out with him, but like I think he's a cool character, and like he uh, presents a lot of uh, like really um, he he's the whole interest for me right now, where he goes he goes into the real world and just like figures out that it's his playground. Like yeah. it's perfect for yeah. him. He's yeah. a psychopath and he fits right in. Yeah. He, no, that, that character, do whatever he wants. Yeah. The character, his character definitely takes the movie to another place. Like watching his like sort of realization about what's going on with this kid and this ticket and this, you know, like that, that development is probably the coolest part of the movie to me where, you know, he's like, he, he wonders why the kid has all this information. He starts to get suspicious and like everything else that's going on in the movie is just a distraction to him. And it's like frustrating him because he's like, (laughs) wait, I know there's something much bigger going on. So like, I don't want to hear about this thing where my boss is trying to like, you know, take out the other gang leader and blah, blah, blah. Like you, he's just like, he doesn't care. He's like, this is stupid. And it like, it shifts. And then he realizes that he can like pass into another existence, another dimension. And then he like is ready for it. Like mentally he's ready for it. And he just goes for it. And you see he's, this kid is presenting Jack Slater with the fact that he's a fictional character and Jack Slater doesn't want to accept that because his life fucking rules like he gets whatever he wants in this movie world and benedict isn't even told what's going on he finds the ticket and immediately accepts that like his life is not going the way that he wants Mm -hmm. and there is something else for him and he doesn't even question for a second like this is not actually real he's just like wow there's somewhere else that i could go Mm -hmm. and when he gets there it's fantastic because they're just he could act how he wants without consequences and just like that scene where he's like that he goes up to a mechanic because he's seen somebody he's seen somebody shoot somebody else and steal their shoes and no one's screaming or yelling or no cops are coming he's like huh yeah (laughs) that's that's awesome yeah (laughs) wow and so he tests it out and shoots a mechanic just says uh, excuse me i'd like to test something out and shoot him <laughs> and see that's the thing though right like charles dance he's that guy is magnetic like when you watch him so deliver cool. that line and like yeah. do that you're just like oh my god he's so awesome like, yeah, he's just exactly. such a badass i uh, just, just uh, shot somebody <laughs> I'd I like did it on purpose. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Like, wow. <laughs> Just a, I did it on purpose. Momentarily going back, Ralph, when you said that a, a friend was describing this movie to you, I can understand like f- feeling like they're stupid or insane because this was like right after Terminator 2. And so it's like, okay, so you're telling me this new Schwarzenegger movie is... A kid finds a golden ticket, and he's in a movie where Schwarzenegger is playing a character, but he's cast as Arnold Schwarzenegger. And what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's got, yeah. I can I can completely understand like thinking that's not not a real description of a movie. <laughs> no, it sounds fake. It sounds totally fake. Yeah, well, it's exactly. very hard to understand, right? Like it just doesn't. It's like what it, well, is this a play? Nine. 
I was nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which is like that's another thing about this is is um what what this you made this movie you specifically made this movie knowing that there were small children that watched Commando <laughs> and Terminator Two and everything else that Arnold did. And now you want to do a send up and you target it directly at that age group. Yeah. At Nip's age group of 11 or mine is not, you know, like we're willing to still kind of believe that magic exists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually when I thought of this movie, it was because I was trying to think of more movies that like Clifford that weren't made for anyone. But this this was <laughs> weren't made for anyone. Yeah, they, they, they don't have an audience. Any, yeah, any no audience. audience. Except this one was made for like a, a group of people that was like it's just like four years apart. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. from nine to thirteen. Yeah, but in, in so but you know, when I watched it this time, I realized that there was so much I missed yeah, when I watched it as a kid. Yeah. Years. Like Sorry. just the even just the the language and the lines and like the delivery and Wait, nine to thirteen is four years. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth yeah. line delivery. Math. Sorry. Yeah, math. <laughs> Count it with me. Count it. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So are you including thirteen? Because that's five. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> um, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> all right. So sorry, sorry. Math, math you, cast. You, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. So how? Wait. So nine, ten, ten, eleven, twelve. If you, count, if you count the full year of nine, okay, then I guess it's five. But if you just count nine to ten, like okay, let's let's 11. let's just say we stop at thirteen. So the nine year, the ten year, the eleven year, and the twelve year, and then once you hit thirteen, you're no longer part of the audience for this movie. That yeah, right. I think that's right. <laughs> But that's sort of right. You know who the audience for this movie is? It's 17 year olds, right? 16 and 17 year olds in 1993. That's yeah. when that's when you would have gotten what was going on. Do you really so you genuinely think that? Like Yeah, you, now that like, I think about it, if if you were if you were like 16 or 17, you would probably you would probably have been able to understand more of the references and language um and the the lines and stuff like that there are a lot of lines you know uh, benedict's lines and things like that um you know he says something about how if he snaps his fingers again um that you know essentially the dogs will eat the guys and they'll mm-hmm. they'll come out of the he makes up a plural for anus Several he says like eye or something rectum. like that yeah recta yeah yeah, yeah rec, recta or something like that yeah, and, yeah. And, you know <laughs> when i was a kid i i just stuff like that like it just went right oh i just was okay i don't know what he just said but whatever that's fine you know but you know i was i was a lot smarter than you and i well no i know that i i know about that yeah. much yeah okay i just wanted, <laughs> wanted everyone to know <laughs> We already talked about this. We talked about this off air, but you decided to bring it up anyway. So yeah, well, we already mm-hmm. talked about me and this, <laughs> and we talked about how dumb. Oh, we tried to add nine plus four equals. Uh, 
Okay. Okay. All right. What were we talking about? We're going to leave that 9 to 13 thing behind. What were we talking about before we got to 9 to 13? Uh, you were saying that the line delivery was very good. Oh. Well, Ralph, Ralph was also saying, like, I was thinking about another movie that's not for anyone. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but No, I had uh, that thought, too, for sure. You know, that well, this movie... It's kind of baby stuff because of mm-hmm. magic. And and it's kind of adult stuff because of Arnold and action movies in general. But <clears throat> I felt like 17 would actually be like that point where you're like, ah, I don't really relate to this kid, you know, because mm-hmm. he's he's still young. And um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's, well, that's true. What I can say about that. And that's what I want to know. So the, the one thing I really want to understand is... These scenes that they usually make to end movies like this, where mm-hmm. it gets really, really sappy and really, um, like, embarrassing. It, what? Who is the audience for that kind of scene? Because I feel like I've seen that, you know, plenty of times before. Usually at the end of an action movie like this or something. Uh, where he's shot in real life? No, no. Just the, just the sentiment between Danny and him and the crying and the, you know... You know, just the things he's saying and the way he's saying it, it's very uncomfortable. It's like very um, sappy and like, you know, it closes out in a very wholesome and like, um, Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a test screening thing. It's got, maybe that's like a feedback from. It's got a Disney movie sort of air to it where everything wraps up. And I guess that it, juxtaposed with how fucking grim his real life it is is it is hard to take um but uh i don't know it, it's it being sappy like i mean the kid doesn't have a dad i think that's a part that was kind of cut out um like really yeah, harping was- on how much he doesn't have a father figure right. so i I think Jack Slater is just, that's his dad. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, they, that, that's actually kind of a nice part of the movie that they really don't um, push that because it allows you to kind yeah. of like, you know, when his mom says, I didn't plan on being a widow at 40 or something like that. And you just, you put that in your head and then throughout the movie, you kind of view him in that, you know, in that light, like this kid's obsessed with movies you know, it's a replacement for him, this action thing. He wants to escape, blah, 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 like all that kind of stuff. It's kind of nice that they don't keep hammering on that, you know? Yeah. It would be too much. They don't really hammer on much though. You know, like, I don't know. There's something that like, I think it's great and it should stay exactly how it is personally. I, not to jump to the end of the podcast, I guess, but, um, (laughs) Like, <laughs> all right, Ralph, Ralph. I mean, it's fine if you're done. If you're done, you we're done with this <laughs> so let me wrap it up here. No. I am smack dab in the middle of my thoughts on this thing, but, <laughs> but I I do think that like it doesn't it doesn't um like I said it doesn't stay on track in in any one particular way, and the rules of the movie are actually very still unclear to me after a million viewings yeah that, that's a really good point because I was thinking the same thing that was like genuinely how I was going to open my discussion about this movie is I'm not sure I am clear on the rules of the universe of this movie yeah there aren't yeah and something that occurred to me last night is you got Houdini being sort of a um 
sort of the linchpin of the whole thing for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. We're just accepting that in this world, Houdini was actually a mystical guy and didn't like actually go and fucking wreck mystical people on purpose. Like, hey, they're fucking fakers and you should not believe in them. <laughs> We're just going to accept that he's a magic ticket guy. And um, so... Houdini being like a magic guy, it kind like at as Jack comes into the real world and he realizes that um he does he can't get away with all the same shit that he can get away with in movie world. He punches a punches a car window and it hurts <laughs> that hard. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but he figures no, that's he, but he figures out very quickly he can't do all the same stuff, but. At the same time, he's very smart, and uh, you know the the airbag thing. Like he knows what cars have airbags and what don't, and which ones he can play chicken with and actually end up uh, harming somebody. So anyway, but by the end of his uh, tenure in real life, he's all he's still doing action movie shit. Like right. because he he swings an axe into an electrical box during a rainstorm and jumps off to the side of the building and and avoids right. being electrocuted. Right. That's an action movie thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. It morphs. Yeah. Right. So it's almost like uh, as you follow Jack Slater through his personal journey of waking up to there being a whole nother world that he can't get away with the same stuff. Um he's still sort of like magic man type thing because he starts bringing this action world into the real world. Yeah. yeah. But you know, what's cool about that is, you know, why not? I mean, so um, the other thing is death, you know, exits the seventh seal and comes into New York (laughs) and has the um, powers that the character of death has. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't actually? Yeah, that that's kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. You would think he'd be able to punch the window still, and he uh, should have whatever yeah. powers he has as a character. Also, death in like fake movie death has a full um, knowledge of who's going to live and die in right, real life, right? And not of Jack Slater, right? He he's not on any of his lists. Yeah, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. He that, that's another name just yeah. randomly in this yeah. fucking movie. Ian McKellen. <laughs> right up in there. Yep. Well, what's he got? Two minutes of screen time. Yeah. And he yeah. just fucking eats the screen. Yeah. yeah. He literally kills it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and walks away. It's great. It's um, interesting to think about how this movie was pitched to actors, like to be in this. Like you have like Anthony Quinn, Charles Dance, like, and and they, but then you've got like okay, so you're gonna be in this uh, Schwarzenegger movie. It's an action movie, but it isn't. Uh, but just trust me, uh, we know what we're doing, but we really don't. <laughs> but what, what? So go ahead. No, but. It, trust me, uh, it's going to be, it's smarter than you think what you're reading is. So just trust me, it's going to be better than what you're reading on the page. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that. It's not what you're reading. It is that, but it's not that. It's that because I'm filming that. I'm filming the action scenes. 
and I'm putting everything into those action scenes, but it's, it's not that. So just show up for work and you know, that's, that's how, that's how we'll do it. I, I really think that Arnold was just like, you're going to be in the movie. Yeah. And, and like, that was it. Yeah. And yeah, was, for sure. And you're going to, you're going to do this. Huh? There, there's a I mean, lot of cool things though. I mean, this movie is like, like the scene when they're at the opening of the movie and um, Maria is like telling him not to plug the um, hard rock, uh, you know, and like, yeah. oh, Planet Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Um, and like all that stuff. Like, it it's really good. Like, it's really funny. It really puts you in reality. You're like, oh man, that's that's real. <laughs> <laughs> like I still, I still believe that's their dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Was when yeah. they were together. Please don't fuck the fucking restaurant. Please. <laughs> you always talk about the restaurant. I hate it. It is pretty funny when he says, "Call me when the governor gets here." You know, I thought that was kind of a bizarre. And Tina Turner is the mayor. Oh my god, Tina fucking Turner. <laughs> She's a mayor. Oh. That, yeah, she was the mayor. Do you think that that's a deliberate reference to Mad Max? Like, I think it is. I think she's in. There. I would oh. think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the mayor because that's what, yeah. When Jack Slater's walking she, up, and she runs Lieutenant Governor, and yeah, and the mayor, and yeah, call me when the governor gets here. <laughs> oh, good one. It's a good one. All right. So, what's your favorite scene? Wow. I. Ah oh, man, I would say no. just when they're when they're initially, I don't know. I just think it's really there. It's working on so many levels when they go back to the police station. The first, like when he takes them after yes. after the chase. Yes, goes yes. to the police station. Of course, obviously you've got the Sharon Stone cameo, the Robert Patrick cameo, but then just everything about the police station mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even really know how to describe it. Like it's yeah. completely is completely heightened. He's acting like it's normal. Everyone else, and then the kid is like, ah, it's just so fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> that, there's something about the setting there, the uh, the scene, and like what they've done with that sort of space and like how they've sort of shot it. That's very um uh, exciting and um intriguing and it really is a good segue into you know the in movie world Mm -hmm. you know it's like a theme park police station yes yeah (laughs) just the just the reality of how a lot of the female cops are dressed (laughs) right (laughs) when they go to the garage and the the two female cops walk past them and it's just in, insanity like what they're dressed in. <laughs> asses in your face yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but just fucking when i forgot and when i saw cartoon cat last night when i watched mm-hmm. this good god oh, yeah i forgot about the whole that, exchange yeah. about the fucking cartoon cat there's an animated this is proof cat this is, this is the movie this is proof in the police Cartoon station. And Arnold, and Arnold goes, yeah. yes, and he'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was only suspended for a month or something like yeah. that. supposed to be here. And then something happens. There's a little exchange right there where there's a, a misunderstanding and they, they say some words in a clever way. And I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, oh, this movie is not dumb. You know, like no. 
No, they like said there's like an exchange between Arnold, Danny, and um, and the um, police chief captain. or whoever, yeah. the captain. <laughs> and it, it, they say something, and there's like a mix up of words, and it's kind of funny, but not funny enough to remember, but funny enough for really me to not. kind of vaguely mention right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It, it is insanely smart, and it, I, I think if it if it ever suffered from anything, it might have been just like one too many writers or something like that going over it again. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think definitely what what you guys were saying earlier about the length. I don't know which one of you was saying that. Both of you. Um, both. Mm-hmm. There's definitely scenes that you realize, like the the funeral scene, like that's kind of a long scene, right? Like. That scene is really long, actually. When you think about that, and having seen the movie before, knowing where it's going to end up, you're like, "What's going on here? Like, <laughs> why is there so much happening? Like, you know, it's like there's like three main things. Like, just do them, you know. But somehow that scene is really long. Yeah. At, well, what re- I what I noticed with uh, uh, critic reviews is like they almost were upset that the movie thought it was too smart. Like oh. critic reviews that I read, like yeah. w- around the time when it came out. Yeah. Like this movie is really satisfied uh, with how smart it thinks it is. Mm. And I don't really understand that line of criticism in, you know, uh, in regards to this, because what, so you want it, it would be more enjoyable to you if the movie was not in on its own joke or I don't really fully understand that line of criticism. I think it's very complex um, when you when you ask any critic to, um, to to critique a movie like this, where uh, it is a obviously very poor person going into a world where everything is perfect and saying, "Hey, it's not so great, actually." Um, <laughs> And and it's it doesn't make any judgments whatsoever, um, actually about either either world. It doesn't, mm-hmm. um, like it makes you understand that this is his reality, but also that the movie world is pretty f- fucking awesome, and that mm-hmm. they can both exist next to each other. But what what I'm saying is, a, I think a critic likes a nice, clean movie where you can you can. Like I was saying, like you you can't actually follow any one of these um, threads to make it a smarter movie. Like it just kind of is what it is, mm-hmm. and it doesn't actually make a statement about all that much um, at any That's true. at any moment. You know, we've also become way desensitized to people's uh, creative output being inherently self-promoting. So like, you know, I, I think people tend to make and distribute, uh, their creative outputs, uh, in a way that is sort of unapologetically, um, um, you know, sort of (laughs) branded or like marketed right and and we just do that that's just the way we are like you know we put out product that represents us we have this sort of like uh, persona or branding that we sort of like just put out there and and that's okay but at the time of this movie you know i can see why a critic would say that the writing is not transparent that it's very clearly a clever movie 
you know? Mm-hmm. And, and in that sense, I think the criticism of the writers is like, you know, how could you insert your own sort of clever, um, I guess, um, skill <laughs> writing mm-hmm. skill so heavy handedly, um, I mean, now watching it, it doesn't feel heavy-handed, but I could see how it would seem very clever when it came out. Very like, um, you know, because the writer, you know, the writers were, you know, McTiernan, the director, and these these guys were like um, known for doing action, and it's mm-hmm. almost as if they wanted to say, "Yeah, we do action, but we know what we're doing. We know what it is that we're making." You know what I mean? Well, that uh, that's actually uh, interesting. That brings up an interesting question. So instead of 1993, do you feel like this movie maybe would have been more successful in like 2013? Like where like, where like we kind of, I mean, honestly, now we live in like more of an irony drenched world than we did in like the mid nineties. And so... Yeah, would this have got? Would this have like made more sense? It's hard to imagine for me, anyway, that that this wouldn't have that things. <clears throat> there wouldn't have been another movie to take its place, right? Like there have been plenty of movies and and um, sort of, I, I guess, types of media for us to consume that deliberately have that sort of self-referential right. aspect to it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think if the movie came out in 2013 after a lot of those movies, you know, adaptation and those kinds of things, sure. it, it would have lost a lot of steam. Okay. You know, it yeah, had to, yeah. to me, anyway. it had to be at the time that it came out. Yeah. Um, because even uh, like after Terminator two, I feel like Terminator two is just, that's the end of the road. Uh, it's going to start going downhill after that because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so well made. It's absolutely like the end point for this type of action movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and uh, I think you know True Lies coming after this also being sort of tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. Yeah, but yeah. This, this was more heavy handed and in your face about what it was doing than True Lies was. True Lies uh, is great, by the way. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one is, and it's more cartoony, and you really do need like a. Especially for a critic, you know they're a grown up or whatever. They 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 really would probably want more of a um, a surrogate for themselves mm-hmm. in the movie. And if you are supposed to relate to a, a twelve or thirteen year old child or whatever uh, in a supposedly grown up movie, you know, like it yeah. it really becomes muddled and you don't know what to what to do with it. I think if you were just coming from a as an adult who has just watched all of these action movies, you might not know what to do with this movie yeah, because yeah. it was made for people exactly our age. Um, they older people might not get it, but then as time goes on, I think people like us are more into it. Mm-hmm. We, we understand like where it sits. Well, and that's the thing is that when you, when you watch this movie and appreciate the, uh, sort of, um, levels that are sort of folded into it and the way that it references itself, you, you know, partially it's very cool, but I think probably all of us are in some way, maybe unconsciously appreciating that aspect of it in sort of the time that it came from, right. With respect to the fact that it was released in 93. So it's like, you know, we're like, Oh my God, it's, it's cool. It's very, um, it's very sort of, 
tricky. It's smart. Um, it's forward thinking. But I think if it came out like in 2013, I don't really remember what was going on, but let's say it came out now. Um, it's hard to imagine that it wouldn't seem a little bit um, like naive, <laughs> you know, yeah. or like, yeah, like just, you but, know, so not to trample anything, but if it came out now or 10 years ago, it would be exactly if, if Jack Slater four, not fuck last action hero. If Jack Slater four came out 10 years ago or now it would be a fast and the furious movie or oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like it's yeah. the same level of oh, ridiculousness yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know, all of these um, brands and everything folded into the film itself. Just so you know, seamlessly that we don't even think about it. Those movies still come out. They really do. I mean, they're not as good. You know, they're really not as good. Like the the way that specifically McTiernan and, and others, you know, from that time blended the sort of over-the-top drama and like really just leaned into it. That was really something special, I think, for sure. Now... McTiernan, yeah, McTiernan is such a great director. Such yeah. an underrated director. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, now the, the movies that come out that fit this genre that are like, you know, direct to Netflix or I guess everything's direct to Netflix now, but, um, you know the they're just not as aware of themselves they're very generic you know what i mean the action is still there but again it's it's computer generated so nothing's at stake you know yeah. um, you just don't get that sense so the, i you know they exist they're just nowhere near as good i think no i yeah. agree i agree i i think there's there's definitely something different about just even a mctiernan directed action movie versus anything else I don't, yeah but uh, he's, Marvel he's direct yeah, oh, action yeah. movie. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Don't even start. But, <laughs> uh, he's making two different kinds of movies. Yeah, in yeah. the same movie, and he does it with with no trouble whatsoever. No, no, not at all. Um, and that's and how many different things are are just like having an animated cat in your movie, and like you know, like. <laughs> He doesn't, it's not weird. He doesn't make it weird at all. No. But I think like this and um, this and True Lies are always mentioned in the same breath, but like Demolition Man is also. Oh man. I thought of Demolition Man a lot while watching this movie, you know? Yes. Um, yes. That movie is awesome. That's such a good movie. Um, yeah. Damn. Okay. I'm going to have to watch that. And that's, that's like Stallone's last action hero. Yeah. Again, yeah. Like, yeah. Stallone as a person, it would seem to me, just judging from afar, is a more is uh, open to more subtlety than someone like Arnold might be. Well, Whereas, yeah, where yeah, like Arnold, like I said, like he will go a, a certain way down the road towards being a serious person, and then as soon as money is offered to him, he'll go, "Oh, well, I do want that though. I'm going to take that, and we're going to forget the other thing that I was doing." So. I I think, but I think Stallone might go a little farther down. It, like he made Copland. Yeah, I was you gonna know? say Stallone has Copland. I was gonna I was gonna say that and uh, Creed. Like, right. oh yeah, fucking incredible in Creed, and he's right. just yeah, and it's he just like yeah, he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. He wants yeah. to do good work, and you can argue whether or not he does good work. I think he does great work, but you, you know, I would understand if he does. If, don't think that. What? Does Schwarzenegger have a Copland? I don't think he does. 
I don't think he does either. Again, not I that think, I can think of. I think he might have made movies that like he might have wanted to be that, but then during the process, I think he gets lost in the process of make, making a movie. Like he's a he's a movie guy. In my well, opinion, I think the thing the time he gets genuinely closest to it is um, end of days where yeah, he's he's playing a because he's got it he's an alcoholic in that movie and he's like trying for like redemption and shit like that. I think that's the closest he gets to but like that movie's a, like supernatural, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I think like his performance wise, I yeah. think that's maybe the closest he gets. I can't think of a like a serious like breakout Schwarzenegger yeah. movie. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you want to cry at a Schwarzenegger movie, you watch Junior. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get, get emotional when I see yeah. him in that state and I want to take care of him. Oh man. You guys, you guys didn't answer the question of uh, what your favorite scene is in this movie. Oh yeah. I, ahead, I, honestly, I, I, I honestly think it is the, the, um, the I've, I've just shot somebody and I did it. Yeah. All I think that yeah. is my favorite. Um, I was thinking that one too. Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's so like, we, you can see how revelatory it is for him in a weird way. I'm kind of happy for him. Like, <laughs> Hey, you made, you know, like you made it, <laughs> but you know, he's a shitty guy. He needed to get um, blown yeah. up or whatever happened yeah. to him. I already forgot. I mean, but, that's definitely on the top of the list as far as, you know, his scenes are so good. He definitely takes it to another place, you know, mm-hmm. he does. He's he's the, like the perfect villain for this, and like he actually does have an an arc. Um, so it it's uh, I like him. I like him a lot. He was in um Golden Child, I think that was his other. Oh movie. yeah, he, I could kill you just like that, and he snaps his fingers, which he does in this yeah. movie, right? Yeah, and then yeah. Eddie Murphy goes just like that, you know, and he likes yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. That's yeah. great. Okay, it's, wonderful. I would hate I've I this must be my fiftieth time mentioning Golden Child in the podcast, and I've not gone back to watch it because I'm terrified to watch Golden Child. Yeah, it's yeah. messed up. It's there's no way there's any good depictions of anybody in that movie. No. Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking through Schwarzenegger's uh list of films uh and I I don't see one that you know, yeah. would represent a sort yeah. of like serious. He did that movie recently about a, like a zombie daughter or something like that. What was the name of that movie? Oh, it wasn't that called like Maggie or something. Like oh that? yeah, I never yeah. saw it, but it seemed a little yeah. more serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were other movies that Stallone did too that were like kooky comedies that you mm-hmm. would never see Stallone be able to pull off. Yeah, or, fucking uh, stop, stop or my mom will shoot. Oh hell yeah, stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah, but they had it right. Twins and you know, like it's <clears throat> they both had that kindergarten cop, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Nick, I, what's I, your favorite scene in this movie? Um. There's definitely something for me about um, when they go back to New York and, and you know, um, he's sort of running through the streets and, and they're trying to, like, get things figured out. It, I, it, I don't know. It, there's something about it. It makes me, it doesn't make me feel great. 
because it's like so dark and it's supposed to kind of make you feel bad. But I, I do like it. It, it, mm-hmm. it, I like the way everything becomes real after all of that insanity within the, you know, Los Angeles sort of movie reality. It's almost as if like, it's like kind of in a way it's very satisfying to see like what would happen to these movie characters if they were in real life. You know, he shoots the cop, he shoots the cab and nothing happens, you know, like that kind of stuff. It's just very, um, uh, satisfying in a way, you know, what was his excuse for the car not blowing up when he shot it? He's just so shocked. Why did it work? Yeah, I don't know. He's up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They must have the armored uh, cabs. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a dumbass little throwaway line, but it's so good. What was. what was yours, Zach? Did we already? Do that? Yeah, the uh, uh, when they first go to the mm. police station, when he takes the kid to the police station. <laughs> yes, um, I fucking love it. I yeah. fucking love it. Yeah. I would like to own it, but um, I'm probably not going to spend the money on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's no, it's not. It's not really worth fifteen. Love it. I'll never. No, buy it. no. no. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's a great movie. It's really totally underappreciated. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely a phenomenal movie. Not worth $15. Right. It's so weird. Like, why don't I want to spend this money? On a that is, that's an interesting, that's interesting that both of you think that because both of you seem to genuinely love this fucking movie, but you're yeah. both like, I don't think I would own it. <laughs> It has to be a treat, you know? It has to be the kind of thing where it's like, oh my God, it, Last Action Hero is on. And then you're like, hey, everybody, come watch this movie that I love and learn right. to love it with me, you know? When's the, when's the first time you guys saw it? 1993. No, no, you remember the moment. It's like 9 11. <laughs> you remember where you were? In the theater. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was in a movie uh, my par- theater. My parents' living room, and my dad was getting really upset because he was. This was not the type of uh, Schwarzenegger movie he was used to. Oh, boom! That's yes. it. You. That's it. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah, he was getting. He was so upset. He and my dad is like a gen- genuinely one of the smartest humans around. But he was. He rented. I. He rented it specifically to just be like Commando or Terminator Two or anything. <laughs> anything like that or fucking red heat or any of the fucking raw deal, any of the Schwarzenegger movies like that. And then when it wasn't, I just distinctly remember I'm fucking 12 years old and he's just getting pissed off. (laughs) He's just so upset. He's like this, this, why is this so long? I don't understand. So he's in the movie and the kids in the movie. Now he's in real life. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Your dad is Gene Siskel. Exactly. My dad, my dad, it's fucking thumbs down on that one. So <laughs> I remember when I saw this, we rented it and I didn't see it in a theater, but I remember I was in a milk phase. Does that make any sense to anyone? Hmm. That's correct. really into drinking. I don't know, milk? but that's a, that's just a, that's a great sentence. I was in a milk phase. <laughs> I really like 1%, 1% milk specifically. <laughs> And uh, I don't know why it was one percent. Why I didn't want two percent anymore. But like, mm, no, I was just in a one percent milk phase. Last action hero, one percent milk. 
kind of they I just, just go see to- on Nick's face that he has nothing for to say to that. He's like just normal to you, isn't it? That I would be in a one percent milk. Face. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You know, <laughs> it's like I was kind of just waiting for it to come up. One <laughs> percent milk. I remember I had a half gallon of one percent milk. And I sat down with the shitty videotape and thought, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Last action hero. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else could be a more ringing endorsement of that. Fucking have yourself a glass of 1% milk and watch Last Action Hero. Yeah. Settle in. Yeah, I, I, he hasn't done any good movies. Schwarzenegger hasn't been in no. any good movies. <laughs> you, um, the, closest, the closest that I see is, um, um, <laughs> yeah, Nick, well, I got to go with Ralph on this one. Were you looking for? Were you looking this whole time? Yeah, not participating. <laughs> yes, I'm looking. I'm looking. I was looking. So Predator, but that's you know that's a good movie, right? Um, and uh, Total Recall. And also. Total Recall is the only um, like respectable movie I can think of, and that's not even good. It's just you know, it's just that it's uh, Running Man, though. Yeah, that's true too. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I guess he and um, I'm sorry, what is her name? Sharon Stone. Mm. I almost said Susan Sarandon. Mm. Very different people. But Sharon Stone, I guess they, they they didn't get along. And that's why I thought he must have gone up to everybody and said, um, you're just going to be in this. Because they didn't get along even. And he and he convinced her somehow to like show up in this movie. Right. Yeah. But you know what's so got great? A, he's got a powerful aura. When I saw that scene with the extras, I was like, I wonder if they, you know... CG'd their faces and then I was like wait a minute this was 1993 these people were really in this movie you know what I mean like that was that's crazy you look back and you're like oh they didn't do that back then like if there was a cameo it was a cameo you know yeah Yeah. and they paid them like whatever whatever they wanted yeah whatever out whatever their outlandish quote was (laughs) Sharon Stone to be in this movie for three seconds (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, because this was a year after basic instinct I think yeah. Uh, was it? I think so, because I think Basic Instinct was 92. I didn't see that one. I wasn't allowed to watch that one when I was nine. You you haven't uh, seen it still? There was, there was Beaver in that. And, and I, I call it Beaver. <laughs> he didn't even skip a beat. He's like, that's no, what it's called. No, that is normal. <laughs> Listen. That's a... <laughs> Listen, I'm an adult, I swear. No, I you're not. You're a grown-up. I heard you say grown-up earlier. I can tell you have kids because you say grown-up instead of adult and beaver instead of <laughs> anything else. The reason I say beaver is because in Loaded Weapon 1, which... Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, which you're going to pass on that one. You're right. It was the beaver in the chair. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's beaver in that movie. <laughs> I remember it distinctly because of my 1% milk face. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think that when I saw this movie originally, you know, <sighs> I, I had some friends at that time who, um, you know, one of my best friends, he was kind of like a, a dude. He was like a bro. And we were like 11, but he was a bro. You know, he was like, um, he was into like action, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he was kind of a badass, you know? He, he like was the best at all the extreme sports and he would kind of like, um, he'd like ride a dirt bike and, you know, he'd like fall off the top of a house and like just shake it off, you know, like that kind of thing. And so like, you know, we, we watched like action movies together and, you know, so this was one that we would have to watch and, and be like, yeah, a new Schwarzenegger movie. And I remember being like, that's a different kind of movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I definitely remember seeing it at that age and being like, there's something else going on with that movie, you know? Mm. Was yeah. he as pissed off about it as my dad was? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> he beat the shit out of me after we watched it. <laughs> did, you rec- <laughs> did you recommend that fucking movie to me? <laughs> what the shit was that? And then he just you know, cat. rode over me serious? on his dirt bike. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if my dad saw this, but my dad watched every goddamn action movie mm. on planet Earth, including all the straight-to-video ones. Mm. Um, what's the dude's name? The Dragon? Don the Dragon something? Oh, Don the Dragon uh, Wilson? All those movies. All those movies. Yes. He watched all of those? Goddamn. That's Legit was his favorite guy. <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson. So... But I don't even know if he saw this shit. Shit. Maybe it was too much for him. Maybe he turned it on. He's like, no, 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 no. Right. So, all right. So here's the question. Is it an action movie? Because it's mostly full of action. I mean. Mm, Now, there's actually a good question. Because how do you judge it if it's not? I mean, it's it's mostly full of action, right? Yeah. It's just that it's like it's like all in another context, but most of the movie is action. So, and not, and not shitty action either. Cause yeah. McTiernan, McTiernan can make some yeah. excellent action. So it's. Yes. Yeah. But see that it's not even really a comedy. I would say it's less comedy, you know, cause even the comedy is done in the context of like, you know, um, movies have comedy, you know, and so in our fake movie in a movie, we have to have comedy, but mm-hmm. in the, in the sort of real world environment, there's no comedy. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, in, in his real world. Environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this real world. Like, is it funny yeah, like, that wow, you were just saying nothing's funny in the world? <laughs> well, is it, is it funny that Schwarzenegger like decides to stay up all night and talk to his mom? Is that, yeah. is that like supposed to be funny? Yes. It's, it's funny when he says, I've never actually just talked to a woman before. Yeah. It's yeah. neat. That's yeah, yeah. funny. I laughed at that. It's real world funny. <laughs> uh, I get that. <laughs> now where's the milk? <laughs> Schwarzenegger drank himself some milk. Oh, definitely. You think it was no. 1%? No, it was human milk. <laughs> whole? I want to say he's whole. Whole milk. Ugh. Don't you think? H-O-L-E? Yes, whole milk. Whole milk? Whole yeah. Milk. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
shit. Can we go any farther with this? This is illegal. Now. I don't know. We're I don't know. Around twice and come back again. We're already, yeah. 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 I think we're, <laughs> we've lapped ourselves I, on this one. I think, yeah, I think this is, um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to even need to watch this movie after they've listened to this episode. No, no, no one needs to watch it. Definitely not for $15. No, don't buy this fucking movie. That's for sure. I You're a real it. asshole if you spend fifteen dollars on this movie. You know, but I rented it for two dollars in HD. Yes, yes, two dollars promotional credit. But here's the thing: in all seriousness, after I rented it, I I was like, shit. You know, I I want to watch that again. Yeah. I I should have just purchased it. And and now thinking about it, I even wanted to watch it again before we sat down to talk about it. <laughs> I would do like um um. I don't know what you call it, like a stream or like a like view, group viewing. Let's just do it right now. Let's just do it right now. You know, just boot it up. I would, I would absolutely be one hundred percent on board for the three of us watching this movie on a fucking yeah. stream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh well, uh, I think I'll wrap up this episode now, though, and okay. say, um, okay, you know, don't spend fifteen dollars on this movie. But spend two dollars to rent it because it's outstanding. And if you spend more than two dollars, though, you're kind of a fucking schmuck. So mm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. But it is awesome. So watch this movie. Um, don't tell me about it in any comments because I don't have one of those things. So just watch this movie, and you better just uh, enjoy it. And that's all I really have to say about it, gentlemen. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I I gotta get some milk. Yeah, mm. uh, me too. We have a skim now. Um, skim. <laughs> That's not water. That's not milk. <laughs> I don't know. The kids God, have it. It's unbelievable. They don't want the fat, I guess. Clearly, they don't know about 1%. Closing much. thoughts. Um, oh, closing thoughts. Go, go ahead, Nip. Uh, all I can say is that uh, Last Action Hero is legitimately an excellent movie. And uh, there's really no justification for not enjoying it or at least agreeing that it's a good movie. Um, you know, I mean, you can't, right. So watch it, uh, enjoy it. Um, and shut up about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for people our age or for people who have for some reason consumed all of, or a bulk of, uh, Arnold's, um, work and Stallone's work and Jean-Claude Van Damme's work, if you have eaten all that stuff up, it's great. It's fucking great. But if you were like, if you're like 17, you're probably not going to give a single fuck about this movie. I I would think, right? Possibly. My kids, my kids, I asked them if they knew who Arnold Schwarzenegger was and they were like, what? <laughs> you know? That's probably good though. Yeah, like... There's no cultural anything left for him besides being a governor. Uh, for that's for true. Young. So that's it, true. What I'm saying is, um, to bring this all down way into the dirt, is that this movie will die with us. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a oh, just the three of us here. It's <laughs> a powerful I, thought. I powerful to thought. To end this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And uh, coming soon is the commentary track stream with three of us watching this movie. Two hours and 25 minutes of nonstop narration. Just depression. But uh, they 
they should do this for like Marvel in like a, a couple years. There should be a Marvel send up movie, mm. movie within a movie for a kid superhero. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, they should. This that's what this generation should have. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> all <I> right. <laughs> Zach, Gen- gentlemen, thank you for uh, you know coming on the show again, both of you for your well, no. Oh, this is your second appearance, both of you. So, you know, uh, maybe if the podcast doesn't die after this episode, I'll have you guys back uh, separately or together again. You know, yeah. who knows? Maybe this, this is a new, new uh, yeah. yeah, maybe this is a new bit of magic we've hit upon. So, you know, yeah. thank you very much, Zach. Uh, thank yes, you, Zach. Nick. Zach, thank you, you Ralph. Zach, you specifically and only you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, that's having, good. It's good having to know. Us. On behalf of me and and Nick. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) All right.